You may get seconds to change your life, but look at those five seconds that when I got that to change a bunch of people's lives. But that journey took 10 years. <laughs> that journey took a hardcore of grit, grind, belief, faith. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. I am sitting here with Rudy Rudiker. And if you don't know him, you've been under a rock. But um, uh, again, he, Rudy is one of the people that I have watched. Um, I, I watched. I watched your film when I was younger and with my parents. And I took on um, a lot of uh, the mentality and things based upon that movie. Man, I must have seen it more than 20 plus times. Um, and uh, for those of you, again, who don't know, he's he's just an extraordinary man against all odds on uh uh, in South Bend, Indiana, Rudy, um, in 27 seconds, carved his name into the history books as perhaps the most famous graduate of the University of Notre Dame. Um, and, and he's the third son of 14 children. Woo, busy family. Um, Rudy rose from discouragement to a pinnacle of success, and it took years of fierce determination to overcome obstacles and criticisms. Yet he achieved his first dream to attend Notre Dame and play football for the Fighting Irish. Go Irish. And as fans cheered Rudy out loud in sync, he sacked the quarterback in the last 27 seconds of the only play in the, in the only game of his college football career. And he's the only player in school's history to be carried off the field on his team's shoulders, uh, followed by a, you know, a movie. And that movie <laughs> became a hit as well, uh, starring Sean Astin. So Rudy, thank you so much for being here. Um, your story has, 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 touched me in so many ways and i can't thank you enough um so thank you well i'm glad i made the movie <laughs> so we could have this opportunity to communicate you know you mentioned a couple of things one it's a movie that's number one so uh, the facts of the movie change but not the journey what i mean by that the embellishment of the story because in order to entertain and inspire, you need to do that, period, end of sentence. And I understood that uh, because, uh, let me let, let me understand something that's very important. When we do a movie, it's almost like what, what emotional point do we want to reach so they can move towards their goal? Uh, and those are many moments we have in our lives, for an example, we have those moments. What changed us? What made us change? What made us go towards our goal instead of away from our goal? And and uh, that's how we put the movie together. Now, saying that, you, there's another journey, putting the movie together. How do you do that when you don't know anything about it? The next journey is how do you get people together to give you the money to do it? All those answers and all those questions came from belief, a belief that you had and the outcome, not in the process. The process changes along the way, as we know, and you have to go different directions. You have to adjust and adapt. That's what I had to do. So the movie became a hit because I stuck to the biblical feeling of faith, of, of, of integrity, of, of hope, of, you know, 
honest, hard work, simple, simplifying life instead of complicate life. And people connected. And that's why I'm excited. You know, the, the thing that, um, that I'm, uh, I'd love to talk about in there and everything that you just said, it was the, um, how to know what to do next. Uh, the, the little, so, well, 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 what we see at, at the end of the day, what we see in the movie is a movie and we're looking at you being carried off the field and, and this, this works, but inside of that, you had little minor shifts that you made that really made that all happen. Um, and those little shifts, that's what I'm curious about how you, how you, how, how did you approach little things that made the, the bigger impact? Well, let's talk about the process first. All right. Uh, the first step of the process to go to Notre Dame, you need grades, <laughs> academic excellence. I didn't have that. I graduated third in my class from the bottom in high school. So that in itself took me out of the game. I was not a candidate. Second of all, an athlete, in order to play at Notre Dame, he had to be a um, high accelerated athlete in order to be a candidate for that university. I took myself out of that because I'm not that guy. I'm just a, a, a guy that, that was all confidence in high school, but never looked at for college as a can. I was too small. And, you know, and those, I, I think what people look at, they never look at the inside of a person. They look at the stats of a person. And, and that's what confused me, grades and stats. Now, here's what changed. So sometimes in life, you got to do these things. What I had to do after high school, go to work. I had to find out, this is where I want to be, security. Because uh, when you have a union job, it's security. So I went to work for a common plant called Commonwealth Edison. It was very good. It's an electrical power plant. And I felt, well, this is where I'm 40 years. Man, this is how I get a gold watch after 40 years. Uh, but yet security. Security is an illusion because you live in regret and all this stuff. So I start living in regret because that's not where I wanted to be. Now, Vietnam was happy. I had to make a choice. I want to get drafted, or do I go, do I basically uh, uh, join? So I said, I got to join. So I went to the Navy recruiter, and I asked him, I said, look, man, uh, they've been telling me in high school you can't get in the Navy unless you're smart. You got to take these tests. He says, who told you that? See, again, the, the illusion, you know? He said, no, 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 no. We Here's how we do this. And he explained it. It was simple. If you can breathe into a mirror, you're in. That means you're alive, number one. Number two, he says, we take skill tests. We want to know where to place you. Totally different than what they taught you in high school. You had to be smart to be somebody. They never told you you had to have a skill to be somebody. So that got me excited. Then I got in the Navy. I had a skill. I was on the President's Command ship, and the light bulb went off. I'm not stupid. I'm okay. This is good. I start collaborating with people and everything starts coming together and the dreams start happening because of confidence. Here's the key, confidence. When you have confidence, your dreams come back. 
So I started getting confidence, dreaming about like I did in high school and in my backyard playing for the Yankees in baseball or playing for Notre Dame. I never made it to Yankee Stadium, but I did make it to Yankee Stadium in the hearts of the Yankee players because they show Rudy in the seventh inning stretch. There's a scene in the movie, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. They love that scene. So I made it in Yankee Stadium uh, differently, but I made it. Notre Dame. I had to get there academically first. I had to get the confidence. In order to do that, I went back to my old union job after the Navy. And that's when tragedy hit. My friend died and I had to make another choice. The choice is, do I want to live in regret or do I move towards the dream? I have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now that's confidence. That's boldness. So the boldness took, took hold of me and the confidence took hold of me, and I eliminated the past, eliminated hate, eliminated anger, eliminated jealousy, all that. It doesn't matter what people think. I'm going for it. And I did, and all the answers were right there. When I showed up in South Bend, it was a little junior college. The guy I'm talking to was in the Navy, so he and I hit it off. He said, forget your past. We're in the present. Let's figure out a game plan, and we did. Collaboration. That's what they taught in the Navy, collaborate. So, wow, so different in high school. So I was duped in high school, and but I wasn't duped in real life. Real life is you collaborate. I said, this is what you need to do. And I did well. Even though I didn't get in the first, second, and third semester, but I had to apply because I wanted to let them know what I wanted. If people don't know what you want, you're not going to get anywhere. You got to have that boldness to let them know. Even though you know you're going to fail, if you don't try and fail, nothing's going to happen. So when you do fail, that means you're trying and you're going to find out the solution. So that's what basically happened, how I got to the first step, first hurdle was academics. When that hurdle jumped off my back, I got an academic, everything else fell right in place. So football, I knew I could do. Because how hard is it to get hit, right? And get up. I can get hit. I can get up. But I want to contribute. So the next thing coming to me, how do I contribute to this university, to the tradition? By going to practice and be the best you can be. But don't worry about being the best. <laughs> Just be the best you can be. So that worked for me. And no one understood your journey. No one understood where you were. But they sure had your adversaries. I mean, you had people, hey, Rudy, get off your knees, they would yell. You know, I am. You know, little things like that. Try to discourage you from being part of this tradition. Never listen to it. I'm a Navy guy. I don't need, I'm older. I don't need to listen to that garbage, right? And it worked. I eliminated that thought process. So all I'm saying, when I did the process of change along the way, I was willing to change and go a different direction to find out what I needed to do. But the outcome never changed. That's why the outcome worked. You may get seconds to change your life, but look at those five seconds. When I got that to change a bunch of people's lives. But that journey took 10 years. <laughs> that journey took a hard core of grit, grind, belief, faith to get there. But no one understood that. When I saw the movie Rocky, that all came into place. Now a new dream happened. Because when you have one dream complete, you need another one and another one, and you get it through inspiration, not through, you know, look, reading a book, say, hey, I got a new dream. No, you get inspired, you do that dream, period. And that's 
basically how I got my next dream. When I was a kid, it came alive now. Now I can go to Notre Dame. Now the movie, how would a movie even come into your head? When I saw Rocky, I saw my journey. I said, I'm going to do that. I can reach millions of people, millions through this movie to give them hope. And that's why I journeyed out to Hollywood. Ten more years of hard work, grit, grind, adversaries. People rejecting you. People didn't understand you. Finally, you only need one person common guy, common people that believe in you, and they lead you to the better people. And that's about called relationships. And that's how Rudy got made, through common people that I built relationships with that knew someone that could do what I wanted to do. So all that worked. So now the movie's out, movie's done. After all that rejection, even getting Notre Dame in Hollywood to come on board was very hard. It just doesn't happen. You don't walk into Hollywood and say, make my movie. You know, it's, you just don't do that. You don't go up to Notre Dame and say, hey, I'm going to make my movie about your university. That doesn't happen either. And you're not the type of student they want to profile for their, you know, for their type of student they want to uh, kind of attract. So, yeah, everything going to get it. But one thing they couldn't take away was that message of hope. And that's what I sold. And that's why it works. Well, I, I think you just took us to church. That was uh, that, that was an inc- so what what I what I love about all of that is um, is that you were willing to uh, change based upon each thing that um, that came at you. Um, you know th- how the dream never changed. The right. uh, the instances changed. And that that right. to me is where the shifts happened in right. how you were going to get there. Um, do you think that it's changed today, like where we are versus where you were? Do you think that there's a difference in what kids are going through and 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 what they're expecting and how they need to change and adapt, or do you think that it's the same same uh-huh. adversary? It's the same okay. challenge that we're facing. We just interviewed two kids. I graduated from Michigan University of Michigan and theatrical school. And also my daughter, she was one of the ones we interviewed, just graduated from the Boston Conservatory. Now, they were born when 9-11 happened, all right? Then the crisis in 2008, 2011. Now this pandemic. Whether you realize they've been through three major crises in this world that you and I have never been through. Right. And they, so how, so the question is, you dreamt about your graduation and your cap and gown with all your friends, all this hard work in your senior year, they tell you to go home and finish your school at home. And you're going to graduate in your backyard with none of your friends. How do you handle that? Because the big thing about graduation is sitting in the audience, listen to that speaker, throwing your hat up in the air. And saying we did it. Now you got your dog by you, <laughs> and, grandma, grandpa, and your brothers. You know, no one else but you. And you're virtual now. How'd you handle that? They said it was tough at first, but I accepted it. I found out things do change, and it's wonderful how important your family is in these moments. So they found out a lot about themselves. You know. So they deal with change in a positive way, and that's what we need to do. At first, you have to digest it, then be positive, and you see there's a good outcome and a positive outcome. 
and you need to change. It's no different than my journey and their journey and your journey. Because when you speak to an audience, I'm not going to give the same speech emotionally to that audience I did last week. I'm going to check the energy out of that audience. And I'm going to pick out the most negative person in that audience to inspire me. And I could spot him a mile away, just how they're sitting and looking at you. <laughs> you know, that energy, come on, baby, bring it on. And all of a sudden, as you speak, you see them changing right in front of you. And that's why I get gratitude from watching people change right in front of you. Because now you take them back to their childhood. You take them back to where they really dreamt. And they're all filled with all these doubts and all these thoughts that people give them over the years, these goofy thoughts. And you're, and you're sitting here saying you got to do all these goals, but you got all these goofy thoughts. That's going to stop you. Why? Get rid of your goofy thoughts, and you'll be surprised where you're going to end up. But those are layers and layers of layers, and you have fun with that. And 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 it basically comes down to goofy thinking. Get rid of your goofy thoughts. You'll be fine. And go with the people who are positive. And it's like Notre Dame. I stayed away from the goofy people, the goofy thoughts. And they were right there, right next to me at Notre Dame, walking on the practice field. Why are you out here, dude? You're too old, dude. I eliminated that thought by not listening. I didn't hear what he said. I just, oh, I was nice. But I'm not going to tell him my story because he would never understand it. You just move on, do your work, and work hard. And you end up inspiring the guy that's been putting you down. And that's why you, your faith is so important. And you keep moving forward if you believe it. You, 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 won't, you will quit if you don't believe. Trust me. You can say, ah, this isn't for me. You're, you are... Uh... 13 children. Um, One of 13, six brothers, seven sisters, Catholic family, very structured, very conservative. Uh, you go to church, you better have your shoes shine and, and you better have your hair combed and you better brush your teeth and you better be in order, better have your beds made before you go. Getting that one car, 14 of us, 16, count mom and dad and everything, you better have your shoe shine. I was in charge of the shoe shining. Because that was my job when I brought my report card home. It was never any good. So I had to shine on my brother's shoes. And also make the beds. Make sure all the beds were made. Instead of making me feel they gave me uh, a, a, a skill. <laughs> but it paid off in the Navy. <laughs> that skill paid <laughs> off in the Navy. Because I can make a bed and shine shoes now. And those are the little things. What Dad was doing, he was building character. He was in a character. Okay, if you don't want to do this, you do that. And you do that. And if you, you're going to find out how good you have it if you don't like doing that, you know. So all those things, building character is so important. I think that's what the kids are basically learning, too. Character is more. I'm going to hire a kid with character before a valedictorian. I'll try, trust me on that. You know, that's why I'm telling these colleges, you're all goofy. You're taking kids on this SATs, ACTs. You have no idea what their heart is, and you're getting all these goofy people in your schools getting goofy thoughts. Sure, they're smart. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no question about it. But what kind of character do they have? You know, let's start taking these kids on their dreams and passion and their character and what they've done in school and how they applied themselves academically. Some kids aren't good taking tests. So let's eliminate this crazy stuff you created so you can make money on these SATs. It has nothing to do with what they're going to do in life. Nothing, period. So I have that argument. 
<laughs> That's my belief. I tell myself, forget the SAT, dude. <laughs> go in there and tell that coach, if you want to go to that street, tell that coach you want to play hockey, and you if you have to go to a junior college, you get there, but let him know. That's what you're going to do. Because you don't need SATs, ACTs, to transfer in. So just know there's always another way. I love that. You, there's always another way. Yes. That, 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 that's such, a, that's such a, um, an easy, easy thing to say mm-hmm. and, and a hard thing for people who, and we by nature as humans, we have blind spots. We can't see things around us as well as other people can see them. You obviously have a talent for seeing your own blind spot and conquering that, or at least that's what I, I'm making up in my head. How do you see your own blind spots? What's the feeling? We all have this, yeah, seeing it's a feeling we all have. And sometimes we ignore that feeling. Pay attention to it. God gave you that feeling. It's called intuition. Right or wrong, he's going to give it to you. He's going to give you that blind spot. And, that you know, he's going to let you know. you got to listen to it. And you might have, you know, you might have to be argumentative with yourself sometimes, but that's okay. That's how you compromise. That's how you learn. And talk to people about it before you make the action of that blind spot. You know, am I doing the right thing? But make sure you're talking to the right person. Instead of, am I doing the right thing? What else do I need to do in order to get through this? That's the person I want to be around. Instead of, am I doing the right thing? He'll tell you, he'll tell you the whys. I don't want to hear the whys. I want to wear, what do I need to do? So that's getting the right mentor in place. The right mentor. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do, Rudy. And that's why I had the right mentors at Notre Dame. That's why I succeeded. Wow. Well, let's finish out. Um, I've just got a last question here, and that's um, the um, you you have in your uh, in your game plan. Um, I, I was doing a whole bunch of research on you and, uh, before this, trying to okay. figure out what what we could talk about. And the one thing that that I love um, the most is that you said uh, not the most, uh, but in the top, let's say five, was it starts with a dream. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I'm wondering out your 13 out of 13 kids, um, you're in a place where, you know, college wasn't wasn't the norm, and uh, and and getting a job locally was the norm, and and so on and so forth. Where where what sparks the dream? What sparks the different thinking? What sparks that that sure. nature that 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 curiosity that thing in you at first at the very first time? Obviously, you built that up as a as a as a muscle and a skill over time. But but something sparked that in sure. you that's different than your brothers and sisters, or at least at the time. I'm, I'm going to use the word hope. When I saw my father's eyes light up with Notre Dame one, that gave him hope. I said, Wow. He, he's a, you know, he's a different man when Notre Dame wins because of what it represented to him. So, wow, if I can give that to my father, how cool would that be? Give my brothers hope, give my family hope, because we're all stuck. <laughs> Everybody's stuck here, all right? So I got to think out of the norm. I got to think out of the box. But it took a little time to understand that. But what what made that happen? You know, it's funny because when, when you go to church, and you sit there, and you walk out of church. So why am I in church? It's everybody's, they don't care about me. I walk out, nothing. I, I have these dreams, and the same person that sat next to me in church isn't going to help me. They're going to make fun of me, or they're going to make me feel bad. Why are they here? That confused me, right? 
because it's about faith, believing in someone, empowering someone. And you go into the classroom, the same person that sat next to you in church is making you feel bad in the classroom. Whoa, what's this about? That's what confused me. Then I learned they're not bad people. They just don't understand about hope. They don't understand that. So that's why it triggered me how I hope. I want to go after hope. How do you do that? You got to be very uncomfortable with yourself. You really do. You got to put yourself in positions and situations that's very uncomfortable because we're used to being comfortable. Being uncomfortable, you got to do the hard work, <laughs> doing things you don't want to do. But in order to do those things, it'll get you better. So I start doing those things gradually, not all of a sudden, but gradually, and it worked. It started working. I said, well, if this worked, Maybe that will work. The dream started in the backyard, playing baseball, being Mickey Mantle. Then on Saturdays, being Angelo Patelli, uh, being Bobby Gladwell, or being some Notre Dame football player that caught the ball to be my the hero of the game, and that gave me hope. But how, how do you make all that real? That's what confused me. God give me this dream, now how do you make it real? It's called hard work. <laughs> That's what it's called. If you're willing to do the hard work. So that's what I bought into was the hard work. And there was a great NBA basketball player, the late Kobe Bryant. You can look this up on, on YouTube or Kobe Bryant meets Rudy. Uh, Kobe Bryant's interview at USC. They asked him this question. What inspired you? He said, film inspired me. I love film. That's what inspired me was film. When I see a film that inspires me, it ignited that dream inside me. He said, I saw the movie, Rudy. It gave me hope. It gave me a philosophy of work hard and get better each time. If I could do that for 20 years, because I have talent, where would I be 20 years from now? I said, wow, that's pretty powerful. You know, if I didn't go out and venture out, like I mentioned earlier, being bold, about who you are, going up to people and saying, this is what I'm going to do, and what do I need to do to get here? You tell me, and I'll be here. That takes a lot of boldness. But if you don't have the belief in yourself, you're not going to do it. I have belief. I go up to the president of Notre Dame. I go up to the head football coach at Notre Dame. I go up to the guys in Hollywood. I go up to everybody, and I'm bold. I'm fine. I'm fine. out the people who I need to be in a bold and a good way, and it worked. So you need to be bold in a very positive way. That's why it worked, and it worked for me. So that's the difference, I think. That's what changed me was hope, the word hope. Without hope, I wouldn't be talking to you. Because that's all my, that's my narrative. That's what it's about. And, and the ethos of my family, I mean, they gave me the, the character, they gave me the background. Uh, so that's what it's about. Wow. Well, that is a great place to uh, close out. I could sit here and talk to you all day, but um, I want to make sure that we're, we're looking at time and also want to thank you so much, um, not just for the interview, but for for the hope um, and for inspiring and for just being there. You, you inspired, uh, we don't have time, but you inspired a, a wrestling uh, match that I'll have, we'll have to talk about it some other time. Oh, know, yeah, like, I, got a, I just committed to uh, getting a boxing ring with someone. They there said, you my go. Movie, my movie was a fantasy. We'll see if he... We're going to do a charity. We'll see if he box up to it, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I do this with these these shock 
jacks. You know, I have fun with them. But here's the key. I really, really forgot about this interview this morning. And I'm not saying not because my dog stole, right? They're unbelievable. If you put your glasses down, they're gone. I just got my coffee. I'm looking for my milk to put my coffee. I couldn't find it. He grabbed it and took it outside. <laughs> so that's where I was. And, oh, my God. And the, and the thing came up to where, oh, my God, I got this interview. But the dog distracted me because he took my, stole my milk. Well, I just want to tell you, am I glad we got to do this interview? Thank you. Oh, well, I'm glad that you're, uh, there is some meaning behind why your dog did that. And I'm glad yeah. that it yeah. all worked out. <laughs> God bless so you, thank brother. you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.